Hi, welcome back to the With the Father podcast, or if you are new, welcome to the With the Father podcast. My name is Tiffany, and the With the Father With the Father podcast is about um, sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ so that your joy, like I've heard it, so that your joy may be full. Um, welcome. Today's episode or today's topic is kind of very interesting. I am definitely still figuring out, figuring figuring it out by my as I am going, as I am reading. Um, so in preparation for today, I read Isaiah thirty, and I think John five, and um. I think I am so sorry for how I sound today, but can I start with that? Because my I have, I have I'm recovering from a cold, and I don't know where I got a cold from, but like I'm recovering from a cold, so I may sound I definitely sound like a lot more nasally than I normally do. But if you want to hear how I sound normally, go to episode one. I sound much much better than this. Um, also, I'm definitely recording this in bed because nothing is getting me out of bed right now. I can assure you that for free, okay? Um, like I said, today is the topic we're going to know as we're coming out. And, like, I feel like I know the topic. I feel like I know the topic. We're definitely talking about who we are in Christ Jesus. We're still talking about who we are in Christ Jesus. Yesterday, we talked about a lot about works. What are we doing? You know, doing doing less and listening more and being more and being present and being less, doing less and being more in Christ. That's what we talked about last week. This week, we're talking about who we are, like who is that being that we are in Christ, you know, breaking it down to the, 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 like making it very atomic what is at the crucial level as a minuscule level who are we in christ jesus so i read isaiah 30 i think i said this was the first thing i read but true true i think isaiah 30 is one of the is the second part i'm going to talk about but we're going to go first to um uh john 5 because john 5 is where i really started understanding the words of isaiah 30 so um john 5 starts with jesus um healing somebody on the sabbath so jesus is back in jerusalem and he is he discovers this guy there's he's he's at this pool where I found it very interesting in my Bible, it talks about how at the pool, once in a while, an angel of the Lord would come down and stare up the pool. And the pool will, um, and the first to get into the pool, the first ones to get into the pool will be healed. So Jesus encounters this guy at the pool who is, and these are hundreds, hundreds of people are coming to this pool. And this is a once in a while, the angel will come and stir up the pool. So imagine people are lined up there for years and years. So there's this one man who is just right at the edge of the pool. And he has been there for 38 years. And 
Jesus asked him, do you want to get well? And I find that is a very interesting question, but it's a crucial question because he asked him, do you want to get well? Do you want to get out of the situation you're in? Do you want to improve? Because I find a lot of times that our situations, our, the thing, our prayer points are, are what we use to beg for arms. Is is what we use to ask for help. Oh, we use, especially me. Me, I know I'm talking about myself. My anxiety is what I used to beg for us. Oh, well, I don't feel like doing this today because my anxiety, I'm a bit anxious. So do you want to be well? Do you want to be healed? Do you want to, do you want to progress? Do you want to get out of this thing? Do you want to get out of this thing? Or do you want to keep using it as a crutch? Do you want to keep using it as an excuse? And the man says, So when the he, he replies to Jesus, like, um, he first of all, in every in the two versions I've read, which is the message and um NIV, he goes, he, he addresses Jesus by sir. So he doesn't know that this is Jesus yet. And he says, when the water is stirred, I don't have anyone to push me in the pool. But by the time I get there, somebody else is already in. This is a very interesting idea of salvation at the time. So this is prior to Christ dying, obviously. And he says, when, and to put it in a post, post, what did I say, post, post to Jesus, post the death of Jesus reference, or when did he call it, after, after, after the death of Christ, AD reference. After I have received it is, the Bible says that the laborers are many, the, the harvest is many, but laborers are few. But in this sense, the, the the connection with God before Jesus died for us, the connection with God at this point was limited, right? So when they have any type of connection to God, I can't grab it because everyone else is grabbing it. Everyone else has it. But I can't grab it. So everyone was so... The hunger for God at this point of... At this time was so rife. The hunger for God was so rife. The hunger for the work of God was so rife. That any slight movement of God... any And this wasn't really God. This was an angel coming in and just staring in the pool. And they were getting healed. So any slight movement of God was so rife that they had to jump at it, grab at it at any point of time as they had. And he says, I can't, because of my ailment, because of my crutch, I'm so debilitated that I can't see the move of God. I can't access, I can't tap into the move of God. And this is where the miracle happens. Jesus said, get, take up, get up, take up your bedroll and start walking. 
the man is healed the man was healed on the spot he picked up the bedroll and walked off notice that jesus didn't lay hands on him and say i rebuke you ailment in the name of jesus you receive or oh, i don't know why he was saying the name of jesus i rebuke you ailment he didn't lay a hand on him. Remember, notice that Jesus just says, tells him to get up and take his bedroll and start walking. And he is healed on the spot. The significance of this moment isn't in the healing of this man. It's in the comparison between an angel coming down from heaven and staring in a pool. That people that people have to rush into to get healed one time. And a person who who and the Son of God speaking to you in a couple words and being healed. The significance is we get healed of more than an ailment when he speaks. Because that's who began. Because we, Jesus lives inside us, we get healed of more than ailment. We get healed of one and one thing. We are forever healed. We are forever forgiven, forever saved. We don't have to go to any river, any shrine. We don't have to keep coming back, because we are. We are, in fact, we are the source of the river. We have entered inside the coral, or the we have entered the the source. The source of the healing lives inside of us. The source of 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 the salvation lives inside of us. The difference between the pool of salvation and the fountain of salvation that lives inside of us. And so Jesus would go on to be questioned by some leaders and like, why are you working during the Sabbath? And he tells them that my father works all the time, so I will work just as he works. And I feel like that is when we start realizing who we are in Christ. This is when this message starts getting important. Who are we in Christ? There is no, you don't take a day off. Being a child of God isn't, and I like using child of God instead of Christian because um, child of God continuously reminds you who you are in um Rather than in, in modern day terms where Christian can mean so many different things. Christian the Christian lifestyle isn't isn't um one that you can think about and have an accurate idea. So child of God, you have an you have a better idea of who you are. You are constantly being reminded of whose whose child you are. If you grew up with a Christian parent or a Pentecostal parent, I want to say, you know, the, you, when you go outside, I think I've 
when I speak for myself in this sense, when you go outside, when you're going to school, you're going, you're going around, you're going to your friend's house, your parents will say something like, remember whose child you are when you go outside. Saying that you're a child of God. I'm so sorry. I'm a bit, I'm diverting a little bit, but I will bring it back in a second. But um, your parents will say, remember whose child you are. So saying child of God is like me reminding myself, like, remember whose child you are. Christianity may not look like what it means. Uh, Oh, I'm not going to say anything on here that (laughs) I was wondering something else. There's so many people who call themselves Christians and they are interesting they live very interesting lifestyles but when you remind yourself that you are a child of god remember remind yourself of who god is and what he carries and what his um fruits are what his his not who's what his fruits are who he is what he does how how expansive he is you remember that lion or a bone goat in English, lion does not give birth to good. So you have to be a child, a representative. Or you are a representative of who God is. So Jesus goes on. Uh, my favorite verse. I want to, I want, I have to, I hate the fact that I have to preload this to get to my favorite verse, okay? Um, Jesus is talking about like, I walk all the time. Because my father works all the time. I am like my father. So I am like my father in every aspect. He has given me authority over judgments. Right? He says, um it is the it's he says he says uh the son gives life to who anyone he chooses. Neither he nor the father shuts anyone out. The father had handed all authority to judge over to the son so that the son will be honored equally with the father anyone who dishonors the son dishonors the father for it was the father's decision to put the son in 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 the place of honor so prior to this when he says the thing about oh my father works all the time they are like you are putting yourself on a higher on on the same level as god can you imagine can you imagine this man? He's putting on the same himself on the same level by calling God his father. He's putting himself on the same level as God. And this is where the this is where the actual message starts. This is where my actual message starts. Who are you in Christ Jesus? You are a child of God. You are a son of God. And reading verse 20, verse 20 to 20, verse 23, he says, but you haven't seen the half of it yet. For it is the same way the father raises, raises dead and creates life. So does the son. So as I'm going to read this 20 to 23, I'm going to state in terms of who you are, right? So you haven't seen half of these things for in the same way, God raises people from dead and creates life. So do you, because Jesus Christ lives in you. So do you. You give life. You do not shut 
just as God doesn't shut anybody out, you don't shut anybody out. If God has handed all authority over to you, anyone who dishonors Jesus in you also dishonors God. For it was the Father's decision to put Jesus Christ in you in a place of honor. Now, for everybody who's about to think of, Stephanie, this might be a bit heretic because I know Christians who have lower self-esteem. They are very critical on not placing themselves as high and not being as high and mighty and humbling themselves before the Lord um, so he will not strike them. Um, Anybody, the next verse, 24 goes, it's urgent that you listen carefully to this. Anyone who go, anyone here who believes what I am saying right now, what was the first three verses, last three verses, anyone who believes what I'm saying right now aligns himself with the father who has in fact put who? Jesus in charge. Has this exact moment, has at this exact moment, the real long-lasting and is also the real long-lasting life and is no longer condemned by to being an outsider this person has taken a giant step from being the world from being in the world of the, the dead to the world of the living doesn't that affect your faith doesn't that affirm your faith? It is not the works that you do. I'm going back to last week's message. It's not the worst, the works that you do. But who you are in Christ Jesus is defined by the power that God that God has given to Jesus. And because Jesus lives inside of you, the same works that Jesus does, you can do. The same authority that God gives Jesus, gave Jesus to raise people from the dead, to heal the sick, to 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 have authority, He says that His His um um the, and the government shall be on His shoulders. People who are born of Jesus Christ, the same shoulder now you carry him. It's urgent that, and verse 25 goes, it's urgent that you get this. The time has arrived. I mean right now that dead men and women will hear the voice of the Son of God and hearing will come alive. Again, who are you in Christ Jesus? How do you become in Christ Jesus? What is the point of how do I know that I'm part of it? It's because that's when we hear these things, when we hear the fact that we are born of God, it quickens our mortal bodies. That's a lot by previous. Don't ask me where it's from because I did not actually. That was actually not part of my message. That just came out right now. It was not part. I did not write it down anywhere. It says he has given him the authority simply because he is the son of man to decide and carry out matters of judgment. Do not be surprised to surprise at all of this. The time is coming where everyone. Who is dead and buried will hear his voice to those who has lived the right way 
will, those who have lived the right way will walk out into a resurrection life. Those who have lived the wrong way will walk, will walk into a resurrection judgment. Now, notice that he did not say, uh, he said he will walk out into it, a resurrection life. So it doesn't make sense. It does not say that uh, they will start the resurrection life. You will walk, you will continue. So as you are in Christ Jesus, you are already walking in your resurrection life. Because you died in, in, you died in your mortal body. You didn't die in your spirit. You don't have to go and do when you, when they did not resurrect you and start judging. If you grew up in old school church, they taught you that when you when Jesus comes, you resurrect the other people and dead, then you will now start doing you to the left, you to the right, you to the left, you to the right. It says that when we when you get up, you ready dead and the buried, you will get they will hear his voice and what walk into the resurrection life. He did not do judgment. Hey, you are not going to see their film tape. Oh my God, I can't tell you how many times me as a Christian have said, I cannot wait to see these people's tip. You and that person, when they when, you know, when they are doing judgment in heaven, they will have your tip. Here is, this is what this is. Can you remember when you did this? You will give account. Here is this. This is what. It's not saying that you will not give account to, but you are walking into resurrection life, meaning judgment did not used to do it for you. Did Ah, oh, that is not English. English, you're not going to be judged. Ah, judgment. And there's a song, there's a meme on Instagram. On the judgment day, you will cry. I will find it and I will post it. Did <laughs> I will post it. On the judgment day, you will cry. On the judgment day, I am not going to be crying on the judgment day. Cause guess what? I'm not going. I said I'm going to be walking in resurrection in the into the resurrection life. So, as a child, who am I? As a child of God, who am I? As a as a as a as a as the as a resurrection, as so someone who lives in the resurrection power, someone who. When I die, I'm not scared of ah, heavenly race. Hanugota. Do you see the heavenly race is already done for me because I already I know that I'm going to walk in the resurrection life. I know I'm going to walk in the resurrection. But I'm not ah. We just have to finish this heavenly race. I'm already there. It says that you are still in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. What am I racing for? I'm done. I finish. When I understood everyone, good luck to you. Good luck to you. To the rest are running. Please keep. Go ahead. As you are finished running, let me know. He says, my purpose is not to give you your vote, not to appeal to testimony. I'm speaking in the way so that you will be saved. He goes on to say that, he now goes on to say, my favorite, ah, I've gotten to the part that is going to pinch me. Oh, God. <laughs> he says, You've heard his voice. He said, the heavenly father that sent me. He said, John sent me. John sent me. Wow. 
He said Johnson, me in the NIV, he talks about, I don't need, he said very plainly, I do not need human testimony because the father already testifies of me. He At the end, he goes, Moses already testified of me. What, just, what Moses wrote, I am here. He says, the father who sent me confirmed me. You missed it. You never heard his voice. You never saw his appearance. There's nothing left in your memory of his message because you do not take his messenger seriously. Before I even continue, let's, before I even say what I want to say, you have heard, you have heard, you have your heads in your Bible. Or you, in some people's verses, it says you have you you search the scripture because it you need to you think you'll find eternal life. You have your heads in your Bibles constantly because you think you have eternal life there, but you miss the forest for the trees. But you miss the forest for the trees. These scriptures are all about me. Here I am standing right before you, and you are not willing to receive from me what from me for me the life you say you want. Remember earlier when I talked about the crutch that we hold at the pool, the crutch of the anxiety, the crutch of the fear, and the crutch of 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 the sickness. He's waiting for you. The scriptures testify of Jesus Christ. He's standing right before you. And you want to receive, and you, God has given you a blank check. He lives in some of you. He lives in you. He lives in you. You don't have to go to any pool. You don't have to go and wash your head. That's the most controversial thing I'm going to say today. <laughs> but I'm still trying to keep it okay so that you know we attract the masses. But you don't have to, there's not a lot as hampering on your last week's message. You don't have to do a lot, you literally just have to. He is Jesus, is right in front of you. He's right in front of you. Some of you, he's inside you. He didn't even scream from inside. He lives inside of you. Tap into the healing. Declare it. I am healed. My mind is healed. My body is healed. I have no anxiety. I have no fear. I have no bondage. Because Christ is in me. Who are people, who are the children of God? The children of God are the people, the children of God are the people who have Jesus inside them, who recognize the voice of God. Who that when they are reading scripture, they are not seeing the anointing of Hezekiah. That's not what you get out of it. My only thing is the gospel of Jesus Christ should be your takeaway every time you open the Bible. The gospel of Jesus Christ should be your takeaway every time you open the Bible. That's how you are know. That's how you know you are called of God. That's how you know that that's the voice of God. Don't 
did I, I i was i was reading and he says this is the way you were i was at that's how i was praying and I had this is the way walk in it i might not have enough time but i'm saying that this is the way walk in it that is what jesus came to do to tell you now where would they go make with they go you are still asking him is this the direction where are we going he has, came, he has come to tell you that they are going somewhere. Where are we going? If you are one of those children who if your parents ever got short-tempered with you, when you ask them the same question five times, if you've ever worked with children, they can ask you the same question ten times. You can tell them the same answer ten times, and they will still ask you again. We are like, some of us are like children to Jesus Christ. We are saying, God, I want this thing. He says, this thing is here. It is in you. It is you have it. We are still asking, God, I want this thing. He says, okay. If me, I was God, I would be like, okay. You know what? <laughs> Shami, you are still asking me. Me, I've given you the direction. If you like, follow. If you like, don't follow. <laughs> be going. Isaiah 30 talks about... um um. When we cannot hear, so so it says that you you we we run to Egypt. We run to Egypt. He's talking about the Israelites, but he's we run to Egypt because we think that uh, Egypt can give us protection. We run to other places because we think that in those other places we are going to find something. Ah, I don't even know what to, an example to give that is palatable but we run to other things as a source of if i want to relate this to myself we want i don't i don't, I don't even want to relate this to myself we run to other things because we think we can escape the the realities of god's love but he says that he is waiting around, gracious for you. He's waiting around graciously for you. He's waiting around to be gracious to you. God is waiting. You do, he has called you to do something. Who are we as children of God? We are called to spread the gospel. We are called to be in Jesus Christ. One. We are called to be spreaders of the gospel, too. We are called to live in the truth of Jesus Christ's death, his burial, and spread his message. But also, we are called to live the life of being in God, right? So... I call to be there of living in God and being constantly and bounding constantly in His grace. That's why He's waiting around. He's waiting. Anything that you need, God is just, I'm right there. But sometimes we like to do the, that's why we outrun. We try and do so much. Ah, we're back in the message of last week. We see that message of last week. I preach it again today, tomorrow, 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 because that's my lived experience. 
you can't save yourself. We can't avoid God. I know somebody who says prayer should be our first option, not our last resort. And the thing is, whether it's our first option or our last resort, at the end of it, we still come to God. Are we still coming to God? Yes, because guess what? You can't save yourself. There's no point in having anxiety. There's no point in being frantic. There's no point in thinking ahead because guess what? You can't save yourself because he's already saved you. There's no way you can undo Jesus coming on going on the cross and nailing himself to the cross. There is no way you can do collect Jesus going to hell and Hades and collecting the keys of death and sickness and disease and coming back and giving you life eternally. There's no way you can undo that. There's no lie, no no cheating, no 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 deception, no amount of money you be still in this world <laughs> that will undo his death on the cross. That will undo his burial. That will undo his resurrection. Isaiah uh, 30, 15 to 17 says, Your strength will come from settling down and in complete dependence on God. So who are you as a child of God? I repeat, it is the complete dependence of God. If you are doing side side, I I will depend on God somebody says to work out my faith. Be there. Work it. Gym instructor. He says your strength will come from settling down. Sit down. And in complete dependence on me. The only way you're going to move on. The only way you can you can achieve what you want to achieve is sitting down with God and saying, I give up. You started it, you will complete it. The waiting is important. The waiting for God to show up is important. The waiting for him to start and complete what he said he is going to do is important. I think lots of times we like a by fire by force God. Come down and burn it up now in Jesus' name. But we realize why we're acting like the, the, the prophets of the other time. We don't realize that we're not acting like. I can't remember who prophet is. I'm so sorry. We're not acting like the prophet who, who came down and burnt it by fire. Because guess what he did? He waited. He waited. But meanwhile, us were pouring water. Whatever pouring water means to you. Whatever pouring water means going to unnecessary for me, it means it means pouring water means just doing unnecessarily things that are not necessarily God-led. It's not every place that is Christian that is of God. It's not every church that is hasn't Jesus Christ is preaching the word of Jesus. That one I can tell you for free. I think 
Jesus is our salvation and encouragement. He leads he leads us so much so that our valuables and desires becomes nothing. God is our every God is our all rounder. He always takes care of our every need. In essence, you can't save yourself. You can't save yourself. Salvation is an everyday thing. Salvation is an everyday thing. Is the continued dependence of Jesus Christ. Yes, the gospel is what saves you. The gospel is the death and the resurrection of Jesus. The get burial and the resurrection of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. When we believe in that message, we become children of God. So that is who we are. That is the message and the calling of God upon our life, and it's very specific. But the continued salvation, what is our salvation work? What is the work? What is our Christian work? Our Christian work is the dependence of Jesus Christ. Dependence on Jesus Christ. And that is where our strength, our strength comes from. We draw strength. We draw motivation. We draw our calling. What do we do in this life? We depend on Jesus Christ. Wake up in the morning. I'm dependent on you. What do we eat? I'm dependent on you. I look, it says, um, I can't remember what this verse is. I oh, I can't remember what this verse is. It says, just as the Son of Man is drawn up, is is lifted up. Just as the 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 the, the was it the snake in Moses' time was lifted up, so that the Son of Man is lifted up. And so we look at the Son of Man. Son of man here is Jesus. We look unto Jesus and we disengage from everything. This does not mean we don't interact. Ah, this does not mean that we don't face things. This doesn't mean that things are not happening to us. But because we have God, because we have Jesus as children of God, because what makes us different, what sets us apart is that we have Jesus Christ. And so we're not scrambling like headless chickens. We're looking unto Jesus Christ because he finishes everything that he starts. And guess what? We are alive today, so he has to do something. He came, he died on the cross for us. He has to do something. And until the day that Jesus Christ comes back, that is when his journey, our journey, is finished. Oh my God, that was such a great podcast. Oh, that was such a great episode. It was a great episode. I'm super happy. I did not plan to talk about half the things we plan to talk about today. I just want to let you know. Again, this is purely holy spirit um i read two chapters and sang two songs at at least okay and i think they were very much the same songs i last sang last time (laughs) and this is what came to me um i hope this episode gives you so much 
hope and faith and has blessed you just as it's kind of blessed me um not kind of yeah definitely blessed me but i also feel like a little bit of um <laughs> i don't want to say I'm, I'm like i have to now do a lot of work because sometimes i preach to myself too so not a lot of work but a lot of thinking a lot of correction um I have to learn how to, me, myself, and I, depend on Jesus Christ, just like I'm telling everybody else to. Okay, I'm going to stop talking now. Have an amazing week. Uh, I should have another one remotely about Valentine's Day. and about love, because this isn't of love, I guess. Um, see you next week. Have a great week. God bless.